Welcome back to another episode of Clash at the Roundtable with your host, Room. And I mean, before, I'm going to say this, before we get into picks and stuff like that for um, this weekend, talk about recap from last week. Man, it's crazy because, like, starting starting this show, I was like, should I talk about it? Should I not? But it's funny because I was like, yeah, I ain't going to talk about it. But then I, the more I thought about it, I was like, yeah, I'm going to talk about it. The, so earlier this week, you know, boss made a status on Twitter and stuff like that. And was wasn't, you know, nothing major or anything like that, you know, because anybody that knows boss personally knows like, you know, he's going to make make his status saying, you know, sometimes it hits, sometimes it don't. And what I mean by sometimes it hits, sometimes it don't like, you know, the old saying, you know, hit dog will holler type shit. And it's like, that's like, far as you know that status came so like a lot of people came at him you know whether it was females males they came at him on twitter and stuff like that so like and and i'll say this like one of the most brilliant things that i think that he could have done you know because boss like if you know him you know him like he's not gonna shy away from any you know stuff like that just depends on you know, if he feels like he has time for it or don't have time for it type thing, you know, but in that process of people like, ah, we're going to, you know, come at you on your status and stuff like that. Um, he started sharing like, Hey man, fuck it. Y'all want to be on my stuff? Well, you know, on my dick and shit like that. Fuck it. Let me go ahead and share my, you know, stuff, you know, far as clash and stuff like that. So, <laughs> what I find was funny was in one of those comments, the it was a I wouldn't say young lady because I don't really know if she's young or old, but you know we're just gonna say a lady. She decides to come in. I'm like, oh yeah, you just sharing your stuff because don't nobody watch it or whatever the case may be. And then proceed to call like, and this is the funny thing for me. You proceed to call people like, ah, yeah, y'all fat. <laughs> now, mind you, it's crazy because you're talking to two people that know they're fat. By the way, thank you. Thank you for acknowledging that. And it's like, not only that, you're basically going off of like, ah, yeah, so they fat, so they this and that. You know, I bet you they pause, lame, and all that stuff. Woo, 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 woo. But <laughs> this is what ticks me off when it comes down to people in general. It's not even much the weight jokes or anything like that. Hey, it's cool. It is, it is what it is. You know, it's when the person that's telling a joke or telling something, you know, also has something similar similar to the person that they're joking on. And that similar similarity was that she had a podcast. And the funny thing is, she had a podcast with a friend, which was big as well. So I was like, yeah, I'm kind of lost on that joke that you was trying to pinpoint and stuff like that or whatever you wanted to say. So, and it's crazy because in that podcast, I took a listen. And I want to say, like, Boss took a listen as well. And this would grind my gears the most when it came down to the podcast because, like, you know, I don't mind listening to upbeat podcasts, you know, but what I don't like is 
when you're shooting a podcast or doing a podcast and you're doing it about sports and you're giving false facts. And one of those false facts was, you know, went on there like, hey, um, well, Zach Wilson, you know, he was the number three pick and stuff like that. Nah, correction, he was the number two overall pick. However, they she did one of her, I want to say it was her or her co-host, whatever you want to call it, was like, yeah, you know, he was top five, which arguably is true, you know, but like if you're going to throw little hints or little stuff, because it was other stuff that she threw out there and stuff like that, that I'm not even much going to regurgitate on this part because like still got to get into the rest of the part. And I don't know that y'all probably don't want to hear that bullshit, but it was just like a lot of misleading facts when it came down to they takes on sports. And I, and I get it is your opinion, but if you got people that's like, and I'll say this, if I give a tape where Shador Sanders is like, all right, well, you know, he threw the ball last week, 44 times and stuff like that. And then keep in mind, I'm just going off the top of my dome, you know, threw the ball 44 times and, you know, he had complete completion percentage over around about 70 or 80% and stuff like that. And then mind you, you have someone that actually either a watch the game or is looking at the stats right there. Well, no, he didn't throw it that many times. He only threw it this many times. His completion percentage was this and X, Y, and Z. It is like, hmm, you then become, make your podcast or whatever you, you know, whether it's podcasting or something else that is not podcasting, like a TV show or whatever the case may be, not really reliable. So with that being said, like, baby girl, make sure your content is a reliable content versus let me just spew out shit that makes it sound good because honestly you run against motherfuckers that actually looks at some of the shit that <laughs> people are talking about like and I and I'm and for my ladies that does watch sports and stuff like that I've ran against females that knows just as much sports as a guy so those are those type of females I'm not talking about. The females that are your casual sports fans that really don't know about sports and just start spewing facts to make it sound good or look like, hey, I know what I'm talking about because I want to be inside this circle. Yeah, please don't do that. Make sure you have all your facts before you sit there and spew things. And stuff like that, because it makes it look bad. A bad sport takes at that. But nonetheless, let's go ahead and get into, you know, last week and stuff. So last week, and I'll hit it with this. Man, last week Alabama played like shit. Um, <laughs> And not only did we play like shit, but you have not one, but both of your backup QBs play in the game. And... They really played like shit. Like I expect us to beat to to beat that team like literally down, like demolish them, because we have a history. If we lose a particular game, whether it's an LSU game or you know some game hop from a high ranked team, we come back the very next week and we beat the dog shit out of whoever's in our path. 
that was not the case last week. And <laughs> a 17-3 to win, and, it, and like I was looking, I was like, I don't know if I'm looking at, like maybe something's wrong with my TV. So like then I decided to, man, let me look up on my phone real quick. And it was still the same thing. I was like, man, maybe I need glasses or maybe I'm tripping because there's no freaking way we should be struggling against uh, a team that shouldn't be on the field with us. And I'm like, yo, I can't believe this. So rumor has it, well, it's not even much rumors, these are facts, but that the team was not happy with the quarterback decision of benching um, Merrill. So, hopefully, and I say hopefully, this week being that he's returning back to starting positions, you know, and not only that, but also he wasn't happy with splitting his reps with, you know, the backup QBs, which, hey, is understandable because you just came off an ass whooping to Texas and you're like, hey, I want all these starting reps. But the way that our team responded, it did not look good. And I mean it did not look good. I I was like, yeah, this this doesn't look good. Because I had people call me yet again. It was like, hey, what's going on with Bama right now? I was like, man, honestly, I don't know. We should be we should be mopping the floor with these guys, but you get what you get. Um, but I would say this the game of the night. Well, the game of all weekend was at Colorado versus Colorado State. If you did not tune into that game, oh my God, where was you? If you didn't feel like, hey man, I'm not staying up late, you should have stayed up late because you missed one hell of a game. And I mean, and I'm not talking about like, hey, well, Colorado State is quote unquote that team. But man, when I tell you they gave Colorado everything that they could give them and then some, they did. Now, I will say this what hurt Colorado State, in my opinion, was the penalties. They had, in my opinion, they had Colorado, they had Colorado number. And their wide receiver, I think his name was Horn or something like that, he was, like, feasting. And I mean feasting on Colorado's defense. And it was like when Colorado State needed a big play, they turned to him. And, I mean, they leaned on him when they needed it, when they didn't need it. Like, they literally used that guy like it wasn't nobody business. But, ladies and gents, when you're constantly having penalties, it wipes out and keeps teams in. And I don't think people really realize how much penalties do affect. Now, you want to play, and I I was always taught when I played football, like, yo, you want to play mistake-free football. Always play mistake-free football. But when you're getting like 15, 16 penalties on stupid, like, and I mean, they was getting calls on stupid things like false star, hitting unnecessary roughness, hitting this or doing this, doing that. And it's like, are you serious? You're serious. You're really about to blow this game for your team. 
like seriously about to blow this game for your team. Now, one thing that I did not like and I think America didn't like either was that targeting on Travis Hunter that did not get called, which was insane because it's like, all right, you see that as a pass interference. That's one. And then after, which was blatantly showed, it goes over Travis Hunter's head. You know, the man, I want to say he was a free safety or safety, comes over and he puts a vicious hit. And I mean a vicious hit on Travis Hunter. And now when we look at the next couple of weeks, he's going to be out. But the fact that the refs did not call any pass well, targeting and that was a definition of targeting, come on, like, what are you doing? And it goes back to what pretty much all coaches that I ever played under always said, man, you got two opponents. One's the ref and one is the other team. You know, <laughs> take the game out the ref's hands. It's simple. Take the game out the ref's hands. And honestly, truth be told, that is why a lot of coaches preach that because of the simple fact you got plays, and I get some plays are wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. Like, and I'll give you a prime example. Those who watch uh, NFC, I think it was the NFC Championship or NFC Divisional Round, uh, it was Saints versus Rams, and it was blatantly a pass interference. If it wasn't, I don't, I don't know if I want to say I'll backtrack because it might have not been the Rams. It could have been the Vikings, but I know it was the Saints. So, blankly, you could see pass interference all day, but it did not get called, and it cost them the fucking game. And that is the prime example when you when you talk about, hey, do not put this game in the ref's hands because, granted, the refs are human, and then sometimes you got, if we want to be technical, back in the 90s, you did have some refs, and you might still have some refs nowadays, where it's like, eh, I'm not going to call this because, like, I'm gambling and stuff like that, you know, or I like this player, but I don't like this player. Like, we're human. We're biased, you know, so, like, come on. So, <clears throat> for the ref not to call that, that was just, in my opinion, was insane. But nonetheless, you know, it didn't stop Colorado and Shador to put on a clinic in the second half. Because in the first half, they could not get right worth the shit. And I mean, they could not get right worth the shit. Even though they were still in the game due to their defense, but that offense did not click until the second half. And it went into double overtime. And when I say I enjoy watching every, from start to finish, it left me wanting more and stuff like that. And if you're not one of those people that, that game left you wanted more. I don't. I don't know what what you was watching this past weekend. But let's go ahead and get into this weekend. Um, on the slate, we got Ole Miss versus Alabama. Um, I'm gonna say this, being that Jalen Monroe is back, and I know that's not pretty much a difference, but I feel like this team is gonna have a wake up call because we had a players only meeting. So I'm gonna roll with the tide on this one. You know, uh, Rutgers versus Michigan. Michigan's going to roll right over Rutgers. Florida State versus Clemson. I'm going to go with 
Florida State. I don't like what the trajectory or what Clemson is doing, period, right now. Oklahoma versus Cincinnati. I'm going to have to go with Oklahoma on this one. Colorado versus Oregon. Ah, you know, I'm going to go with Colorado. Even though I like what Bo Nix is doing and stuff like that, I just don't feel like it's enough to go against Prime and them. You know, <laughs> I really do feel like Colorado's on another level. You know, UCLA versus Utah. I'm going to go with Utah. Uh, Duke versus UConn. I'm going to go with Duke. Um, UConn's really not hitting on nothing. Uh, Miami versus Temple. Got to go with Miami on this one. UTSA versus Tennessee. I expect Tennessee to have to bounce back. Uh, Arkansas versus LSU. I might have to go with LSU on this one. Um, Oregon State versus Washington State. I'm going to go with... Mm, I'm going to go with here with the upset. Man, I'm going to go with Washington State. Uh, Charlotte versus Florida. I'm going to go with Florida. I, I feel like they're riding that, that big win that they got last weekend over Tennessee. And, I mean, they beat the dog shit out of Tennessee. Well, the Gator shit out of Tennessee. Whatever. Well, no. Tennessee is dogs. So, like, yeah, they beat the dog shit out of them. Um, UMB versus Georgia. I expect Georgia to win if they don't. And this is what I'm kind of seeing with Georgia a little bit. And I want to know if everybody else is seeing it with Georgia. They, they're starting off the games kind of slow. And then in the second half, it's like, then they start playing Georgia football. And I think sooner or later, that's going to come back and bite them. If they don't get that fixed sooner or later. Uh, Texas versus Baylor. I'm going to go with Texas. Ohio State versus Notre Dame. I'm going to go with Notre Dame upsetting Ohio State. I I really feel like Ohio State, even though they're good, I do believe Notre Dame is just a tad bit better than them. Iowa versus Penn State. I'm going to go with Penn State to ride this dominance that they've been on. Um, North Carolina versus Pittsburgh. I'm going to go with North Carolina. It is the ACC, after all. <laughs> USC versus Arizona State. I'm going to go with USC. USC, I want to say next week they play Colorado, and that's going to be a huge one, for real, for real. Uh, California versus Washington. I'm going to go with Washington on that one. Um, But, like I said, um, this week, I would say the game that I would be like, eh, this is going to be one of those games that you're going to have to tune into. <clears throat> I want to go with I want to go with Alabama and Ole Miss, but then again, I also want to go with uh, that Notre Dame and Ohio State game. I really feel like out of those two will probably give you that game effect that you got last week with Colorado versus Colorado State, where it was just like, yo, it's so energetic that you want more of it. Uh, that's just in my opinion. Um, I could be wrong. You know, I admit when I'm wrong on some, um, well, not on some things, but on things, period. Uh, let's go ahead and get into this week's NFL schedule. And I, and I'm gonna be real with you on this one. I am so freaking mad because last week it was a shit ton of injuries. And not only was it a shit ton of injuries, but in one of my fantasy leagues, it fucked me up completely. And 
here's why I say it, it fucked me up completely because I'm like, all right, now check this out. I'm up probably like 30, 40 points, probably a little bit more than that. And I'm like, okay, I should be able to close this. So then the second slate of games come on. The guy that I'm going against, he probably instead, probably like close the gap a little bit, a, little, a lot. Well, yeah, it's probably about a little bit or a lot. You know, it just depends um, how you look at it. But like I say, when Sunday was over, he was probably like a good 10, 10 points behind. So, like, mind you, I knew this going into Monday. So I was like, man, all right, we got two Monday games. I ain't got to switch nothing up. You know, I got Williams, Jamal Williams, getting ready to, you know, play for the Saints. He's their number one running back right now because Kamara is out uh, serving that suspension. And then I got <laughs> Pittsburgh tight end. And who he had left was Amari Cooper. So I'm like, all right, cool. I'm in good shape because Amari Cooper may or may not play. So I'll say probably looked at him, looked at the injury report. I'm like, oh, shit, Amari Cooper's playing. God damn. But I'm still hopeful because, hey, I have Jamal Williams, and I know he's going to score TDs. I think it was like the first or second quarter, Jamal Williams gets hurt. And I'm like, oh, fuck. I got to depend on a Pittsburgh Steelers tight end to either score a touchdown or catch the ball. And those who watched that Steelers game, seeing they did not throw, they could not move the ball very well against the Cleveland Browns. And not only did, could they not move the ball very well, they did not go to the fucking tight end but one fucking time. So just imagine you had a good lead and it's strong, but you're like, hey, I got two two players left to, you know, close this out to get this win to set the tone to be two and oh in my league. Yeah, I was fucking pissed. I was pissed because I'm like, man, this is some bullshit. This is some straight bullshit. And the crazy thing is, why was some bullshit? Because that Thursday, I thought about starting Swift. And I was like, nah, I'm not going to start him because week one, they really didn't rush him like that. And I need the points. Yeah, just for Swift to go off. And I'm looking back at it like, damn, I could have needed, I needed those 26 points. Needed that. Because IU got hurt with the shoulder thing. Um, it, it was just a mess for me uh, last week and on Sunday, as far as fantasy goes. Hopefully it's not this week. I don't know, but we'll see. Uh, <laughs> setting this thing off right this coming Thursday which some of y'all will hear it this Thursday, some probably won't. You know, primetime game, New York Giants versus San Francisco. If you pick the Giants, you are sadly mistaken with Saquon out. They're going to have to find some type of running attack. But let's be real. They're playing a good fucking defense in San Francisco, and it's, it's going to be a feast. 
So if you're a fantasy manager and you got some of the San Francisco players, you might want to start them if you contemplate about benching them. Uh, Sunday's matchup, you got Tennessee versus Cleveland. I'm going to have to go with Cleveland. I, even though I don't really trust Deshaun Watson a little bit, I'm kind of on the iffy side. I trust him more than I trust Tannehill. But at the same time, I like the Browns defense better than Tennessee defense. Uh, Atlanta versus Detroit. Uh, I trust golf more than I trust uh, Atlanta's QB, even though Atlanta does have some weapons. But I will go with Detroit on this one. New Orleans versus Green Bay. I expect New Orleans to beat Green Bay. I really don't trust Love. I trust Carr more than I trust Love, and that's sad. Denver versus Miami. I'm going to go with Miami on this one. I expect Denver to be 0-3 when it's all said and done. If they don't, it might be a small miracle that I'm pulling it out. Uh, Los Angeles Chargers versus Minnesota. Um, Honestly, I don't like <laughs> Los Angeles head coach. I don't really have faith in him at all. Too funny. Um, I'm going to have to go with Minnesota. I'm, I feel like they are going to have a bounce back. And I want to say they made a good trade this past weekend. Well, this past week, getting Cam from the Rams to bolster up that uh, running attack to help out Jefferson. And not only just help out Jefferson, but help out their tight ends as well, get open and stuff like that. Because, honestly, against the Eagles, they, their running game did not really show up at all, in my opinion. Uh, New England versus the Jets. Um I expect this one to be a good one, but because and re- reason why I expect this one to be a good one is because the Jets defense they got simply embarrassed last weekend. Thank you for the minus one point in fantasy Jets. Um, but New England's also coming off of I want to say they're coming off a loss as well. Yeah, they are coming off a loss against Miami, and. I think they have something to prove a little bit. So, and I trust Mac Jones more than I trust Zach. So I'm going to go with New England. Uh, Buffalo versus Washington. I'm going to go with uh, Buffalo. Well, uh, hold on. Let me take that back. I'm going to go with Washington. Washington has been a sneaky team. Very, very sneaky. Especially the offense has been a little bit explosive. Well, I want to say a little bit because last season they was ranked in the bottom, what, 20, I think it was 27th or 30th, around that around that area when it came down to their offense. And this year they're ranked around the, they're in the top 10, if I'm not mistaken. They're in the top 10 in offense. So, like, I expect them to do do a little bit of something this this week, so I'm, I'm gonna go with the upset here. I'm gonna go with Washington over Buffalo. Houston versus Jacksonville. I think Jacksonville is gonna have a bounce back game this week against Houston. I think uh, <laughs> it's gonna be a little bit too much of what Jacksonville got. Trey, Trevor <laughs> against CJ. Yeah, it's gonna be a little bit too much of Jacksonville on that one. Indianapolis Colts versus Baltimore. I'm gonna have to go with Baltimore. I think uh, the Colts. Um, Anthony Richardson is going to be out. I think it's due to concussion. And by the way, he hasn't really finished games like that. I think his first game, he had caught a leg injury. And 
the last game he caught a concussion, if I'm not mistaken. Or it could be the opposite around. But I know both games, his first two games, he did not finish. So if I was him, I would legit be careful, like, on football, which I know is hard to say, hey, be careful, good luck on the football field. But it's cautions that he can take, you know, where he's not taking the hits that he's taking, even though he's a big guy. But you legit do not want to take all those massive hits that he is taking right now. Uh, Carolina versus Seattle, I do expect us to dominate in this one. Seattle, I'm going with Seattle all the way. There's no way I'm going with Carolina. I mean, trust me, I love Bryce Young, but, yeah, what I've seen from Carolina offense, yeah, I don't really trust them at all right now. Um, I think if they give them – give. Bryce Young, more weapons. I think that offensive line do needs to be retooled a little bit, too. And I think that offensive line been need to be retooled when Cam was there, but they never really fixed it, fixed it. Uh, they just really put patches over it, just like Seattle did back in the day where we finally fixed our line. But now we're kind of putting patches on our line this season because of injuries. It's kind of weird. <laughs> but... Nonetheless, I expect Seattle to come out with a win. Uh, Chicago versus Kansas City. I, I expect Kansas City to beat Chicago, even though Justin Fields talking about, hey, you know, I'm, I'm sitting there thinking too much of, too much what the coaches want me to do instead of playing my game and stuff like that. Yeah, you you could say that, but guess what? You're also your defense coordinator. <laughs> he, he just resigned effective immediately. So your defense may or may not – be all over the place depending on who's calling the goddamn plays and then Justin you really haven't been doing too much you know as of late you know so and you got all these high power I want to say high power but you do got some good weapons and it's not being used so it's like what are we doing here you know so that's a couple of reasons why I'm going with Kansas City I think Kansas City is going to find a niche when it comes out to their offense, because last year their offense was ranked number one, and this year their offense within the first two weeks of the season. I get it. It's still early. They're still trying to figure things out. Yeah, they're ranked in the bottom. The dungeon, I think they're ranked 30th or something like that. So, yeah, they're ranked low. <laughs> I know they're not in the top 25. <laughs> Let's be honest. Um, now we got Dallas and Arizona. Uh, I'm going with Dallas, even though I hate the Cowboys. But I'm going to go with Dallas. You know, Arizona, they're still rebuilding, retooling, and stuff like that. I trust Dallas more than I trust Arizona, especially Dallas' defense. Pittsburgh versus Las Vegas. Do I, why is it – first of all, why is this even a primetime game? Like, no one wants to see a Pittsburgh Steelers team that cannot move the fucking ball and is – Defense is just lights out versus a Las Vegas team. Like, I really do not want to see this in prime time. I'd rather see, you know, um, New York Jets and the New England Patriots or um, <laughs> Houston versus Jacksonville in prime, in that prime time spot. Not no Pittsburgh and Las Vegas because, like, yeah, I don't, I don't like that game. I really, I really don't like that game in prime time. 
Um, speaking of that, I expect Las Vegas to win that just because that offense struggled not just in week one, but also in week two. It translated in week two as well. If it wasn't for Pittsburgh defense, they would not have won that game against the Browns. And that's just me being real. They would have not won that game in Pittsburgh this past Monday. Uh, far as Monday, we have two doubleheaders. We have Philadelphia versus Tampa Bay. I'm going to have to go with Philly. I think Philly, even though Tampa Bay has been sneakily, you know, doing some things now. I ain't going to lie. They've been doing some things. But ultimately, like, I don't really trust Baker Mayfield. If you know Baker, Baker will be like, ah, I'm changing teams. Ah, I'm the underdog mentality. Ah, I beat a team that, you know, I'm not supposed to beat. Ah, here comes this bullshit of we're dropping like six, seven, eight games. And I don't think, (laughs) well, it's not think. I know for a fact that if you think that defensive line of Philly is going to give up stuff to Baker Mayfield, something is terribly wrong with you. It's really wrong with you. And that's the only reason why I'm like, yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> Love Jalen Hurts and stuff, but that Philly line, defensive line, hell, you can even talk about the offensive line. It's just nasty. It's just nasty, especially that defense line. It's just nasty. You can't breathe. And I mean you can't breathe with that with that defensive line, you know. <laughs> now, the, the next game – Last game for that doubleheader was Los Angeles Rams versus Cincinnati. Um, I'm going to go with Cincinnati on this one. I do feel like Joe's going to bounce back, finally gets on the winning side of things because I don't think that they can afford to drop 0-3. But I do feel like if – well, it's not even much feel. It's a known fact that within the first two – Weeks of each season that Joe Burrow has been into the NFL, he usually loses those. Like, he usually loses those. And then by week three on back, it like it somewhere, somehow, it just clicks. Uh, you can see toward the end of that game, uh, Baltimore game last week, you can see that that offense started to come alive in a, in a in such sort of way. Now, was it a little bit too late? Yes, it was a little bit too late. But nonetheless, they did start coming alive. Hopefully, they can take what they did right at the end of last week's game and transition it to this week's game. I do know that Joe Burrow is kind of questionable because he did um, hurt that calf again, which I'm starting to think that, and I'm not starting to think, I'm kind of feeling like, ugh, so I really took this guy in fantasy. And I'm be honest with you, people. The reason why I took him in fantasy was because for one, he's Joe freaking Burrow. Two, he was the best quarterback available. Because next up was Aaron Rodgers, and I was like, yeah, I'm not going with Aaron Rodgers. And it's a good thing I did not go with Aaron Rodgers because guess what? The first week of the fucking NFL season, he got injured. And hopefully, I'm be honest with you. Hopefully, guys, this is an injury-free Monday Night Football. Because if we look at it, the last couple of Monday night footballs that has been on air, you had the DeMar Hamilton situation, injured. 
Aaron Rodgers, injured. Jamal Williams, injured. And I think it was another injury in some other game as well. I think it was, yeah, I think, yeah, I think Pittsburgh had an injury too. Um, but nonetheless, I mean, hopefully this whole weekend is injury free for all, you know, college football players and NFL players, also high school as well. I think middle school's already played, but yeah. Hopefully everybody has an injury free weekend when it goes into football. And, you know, Jason Jets, I am out. Honestly be blessed.